coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. All right. I don't know which episode this is. It's in the 20s, late 20s, I think. So uh, New Year, we got our, the goals we set out for Q1 was to have guests on the, uh, the podcast and <laughs> by golly we've done it first guest our first guest mr jamie bateman what's up man welcome to the show thanks thanks for having me guys i guess you don't have to do any work the rest of the year <laughs> q1's done <laughs> q1's done. Uh, q1's done q1 is certainly in the books there for work jamie let's talk about i want to unpack a little bit here talk a little bit about you, how you got into the business, how long you've been in the business. You've had this sort of meteoric rise. And I know it's not <laughs> been a long time in the business per se, but you've really come such a long way. And I would say a very short amount of time. And I think a lot of the listeners out there would certainly benefit from hearing your story. With that, I just want to open it up and you can unpack and tell us, tell us about you and how you got here. Sure. January, 1976, I was born. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I've, so my wife and I were in kind of real estate investing for, we've been doing buy and hold rentals for about 11 years. We both worked for different title companies and I worked for a mortgage company back in the day. So note investing wasn't entirely foreign, but it really didn't dive into note investing until about two and a half, three years ago. Coming up on three years is when I actually started our note business. So we've done a bunch of Burr investing and uh, we still have those, uh, those properties. And, but it was one of those where I was just looking for something a little more quote unquote passive, I guess, but that's a whole separate topic, but started researching kind of tax lien investing and note investing on the pockets and just started reading books and learning and eventually decided to take the plunge about three years ago. That's cool. Wow. That is cool. You bought, you took the plunge. Do you remember the first note you purchased? First, uh, first two were right around the same time, like same week. And it was, uh, I did a joint venture with Chris Seveny. And then I also did a more kind of a blend of a hard money loan and a, a natural note where I didn't buy an existing note. It was through a note broker and that was originated and I actually still own that note. Those were the first two. And then I don't really count those as my actual first notes because I hadn't, I didn't go through the process myself fully. And then I bought a $6,000 CFD, which I've since sold. Wasn't super profitable, but we were able to work through the mechanics of how do you buy this asset and how do you do due diligence? And it's one of those where you can learn, you can take training and everything, but I just, I learned by doing. So that the first six months of the business, frankly, I, w I was a little too passive. And once I started buying my own assets, you know, as especially Rick, every note is different. It's impossible to be fully ready as parenting. I don't think you're ever fully ready for that, but, but yeah, so you got to roll up your sleeves and jump in. I don't, I don't tell people to throw caution to the wind, but, but that's, that's how, how I learn is by doing. Way. Yeah. I know when I started in the real estate investment space, we worked for a nationwide wholesale firm and they were just, they always talked about, look, get your investors. If it's somebody's first time. Let them understand, look, if you can get around the track and not necessarily lose money or maybe lose a little money, but just go through the mechanics of investing in real estate, that first turn around the lap is not going to be your best. Trust me, it'll get better and you'll learn a lot. And that's for me that when you said that it resonated because that's how it was 
for us when we bought our first note. I mean, we were, we actually did, we did super well with it, but it was one of those things where I was like, ah, it's eighty four hundred dollars. This is worth taking a risk on eighty four hundred dollars. I'm going to learn enough, and fortunately for us, right. it, here we are today. People spend a lot more than that on training programs, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and we did. And we did. You talked about like getting in, starting to read books. How did you meet Chris? Did you meet him? You know, did you already know him? Or? That's a good question. It's funny. We've now we're working pretty closely together, and we've actually never met in person. Believe it or not, it's the yeah, the new world, I guess. But we met through Bigger Pockets. There's a tax lien and notes forum on there, and I just reached out to him and. That's how we originally connected. I will say that he's shared a ton of information with me. I've learned a lot from him and others over the, over the last couple of years. I think it probably helps that it helps that I was the the money partner on the JV deal we did together, and he was probably a little bit more responsive than maybe he would have been for some random person who was just looking to pick his brain. But that's how we met. Well, that's cool. So another thing you're talking about too, what I wanted to definitely cover today is something. The banking stuff. Yeah. You're talking about how you reminded me when you said the money part of it is that yeah. you know, it's a system that actually you introduced me to that I had heard of. I bought <laughs> the book, The Rockefeller Principles and Garrett yeah. Gunderson and a couple other, those have gone through that even as far back as there was one bank on yourself with J Janet Yellen or Hamley Yellen. Yeah. It's an old book. So like oh. the, the concept had been kicked around in my head for, for years, but then it was only until I never really knew somebody who's done it. And I was yeah. like, you know, when you, I found it through your website. I went to your website. Okay. I saw the Wealth Without Thanks. Wall Street group. And Great. I was like, what is this Wealth Without Wall Street? And then when I got in there, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then that's when I, you talked to me and told yeah. me how you were using it for your no business. And then I went ahead and took the plunge, talked to the guy, talked to Ernie over there. And right. I am now. Infinite banking. Yes. Infinite banking. Infinite banking. Infinite but banking. I'm just <laughs> a very much a noob. And at how the system still yeah. works, but I know you're, you're now well-versed. Before yeah. we go racing into that, yeah. I want to finish up just how he got to where he is with the notes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you went, you bought a couple notes. I imagine a couple months on that fast. Like, how did you go from, I don't know how many notes you personally have right now, but how did you go mm -hmm. from there to where you are currently with your note portfolio? We've got a little under 40, so it's not, it's all relative. We don't have 5,000 notes or anything, but I think once. I eventually felt comfortable using my own money and I didn't want to rush that process. Then I did start doing some joint ventures with people. And in 2020, I actually ended up pivoting more towards selling partials. So those were a couple of ways to use other people's money to, to expand my own portfolio. I think it, one of the challenges is finding notes. We can get into all that, but which you guys obviously offer a solution for that with your platform. It was just one note at a time and for a period of time. And then it was more, okay, I think I can buy three to five notes, small tranches. And you, it's a little bit scary when you put in a bid for five notes, when you've only ever bought one. And it's, what if I get these? <laughs> right. Um, what what so, if I win? Yeah. Now yeah. what? Um, so there, I think that's just the life of an investor or entrepreneur is it's a constant tension between you never have all the information. You're never hundred percent knowledgeable in a particular subject. So you've got to take some risk, but, uh, but not crazy risk. So you've got to figure that out for yourself. Right on. So then you said you started using your own capital at that point, you stumbled across the infinite banking or. Yeah. So I'd heard of infinite banking previously, kind of like Brett alluded to for himself. And I just, 
for some reason, there's, there's several reasons, but it's, it's a very controversial topic or it's either not well-known or, or it's love-hate. People, it's way more controversial than I personally think it needs to be. But after a few years of not taking action on that, I rediscovered the Wealth Without Wall Street guys and started digging into it again. And so the way I use it for my note business is as a way to have access to capital. Now, I think most real estate businesses, most businesses in general kind of come down to access to capital, access to deals, and then managing those assets. So that's how I approach my note business. It's everything has to be part of one of those three buckets. Of course, finding deals is critical, right? And then managing those deals, which I think is often overlooked. Those are two key elements. But the third one is eventually you're going to run out of money. I don't care who you are, right? So you, if you want to keep scaling, that is, you need to find more money to buy more notes. And so that's where internet banking for me comes in. We definitely don't have enough time today to go into the too many weeds on it, but I'll just say that infinite banking is almost always used the way that people approach is they use whole life insurance that's structured for infinite banking. And that's a key point. And I have some blog posts on this. if People want to check it out more, but one reason I think IBC, they call it is controversial or sometimes doesn't work well is that people try to use whole life policies, dividend paying whole life policies that aren't structured intended for infinite banking. There's a whole, the way they set up the IBC policies are there's, it's a high cash value policy. So the death benefit is lower than a typical whole life policy. So translation, if you just already have a whole life policy uh, and you say, oh, I want to use this for infinite banking, it probably won't work well. So that's not, it has to be a little bit more uh, strategically approached, I think. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I, I agree with you. I've heard, heard the hate, the love yeah. hate kind of side of it or the completely, I don't know enough about it. You pass judgment, but, but certainly yeah. it's, it is a love hate thing there. Do you find right. that, so being a part of the wealth without wall street, does it not only access, give you access to capital from your own whole life policy, do you find mm -hmm. that there's any sort of networking benefits where you can talk to other, other people who are like-minded and they're investing and you say, look, maybe we could partner up on some deals like this, or is it now it's more so just for the, my whole life stuff. So that's a really good point. A good question. They, I do think it's going to sound like I'm here to put out a commercial for those guys. Oh, for, and um, for the record, he's, you're not getting paid. You're not part of yeah. other than you pay to be part of that group or to, you no. don't pay to be part of it. Other no. than that you use their system, you're not getting compensated. Correct. But so I do think that is a, how they separate themselves from other insurance salespeople is that they really are focused on okay, I have access to this capital this for, through this infinite banking. The whole infinite banking process, it's a process. It's a philosophy. It's a process. It's not, you're never done. It's a flow of money. So you're taking, you're borrowing against your policy, your insurance policy. You're passing it through yourself personally. And then you're, you, but then you're, where are you putting it? So I'm borrowing at maybe 4% just to give people some real numbers, right? Four to 5% borrowing against my whole life cash value, cash value in my policy. I'm borrowing against that. And then I've got to make more than four or 5% somewhere, right? For the arbitrage, what I've done is put that into my note business. So the wealth without wall street guys really offer a community where it is exactly what you said, Rick. Once you get beyond the whole life part side of it, 
which honestly, I don't set, spend too much time on that because once it's set up, it's boring <laughs> and I don't need to know all the ins and outs of the policy and how it works and everything. I just need to know how much can I borrow and now I can focus on my note business. So those guys will offer many different investment opportunities or different ideas and a community of like-minded folks where they can discuss real estate, land flipping, note investing. They're big on just small business like I know you guys are and just investing in yourself, right? So that's a critical piece. But, and then eventually you're taking those profits back and you're paying back those loans that you took out initially. So it's a never ending process, but I do find that community is, adds a lot of value. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Yeah, they had, you know, some of the things that when I first joined after I think it was just that night I joined from, I saw your link and I went to it. They have mm -hmm. a lot of stuff on, not just that, not on, ju not just on the policy it's set up and everything like that. That's further right. But, but they have pre-stuff you need to do. Here's how to do automatic budgeting and here's how to right. pay down debt. Here's how to do uh, tax structuring. And then when I went through the process, uh, there's a, one of the guys I went with is Ernie. And he like, he like really, I was like, man, are you guys, are you guys getting paid for this? Like, how are you guys <laughs> make your money? Because they were like really saying, okay. This is how, okay, based off your situation, this loaded. And we'd go back and forth and he kept teaching me more. And, it, and now they have every yeah. Thursday is the, uh, the round table at 4 p.m. today. And so, yeah, that's one of the things I've been trying to make it to more. But that, yeah. besides the, that, the inner circle, the inner circle is where all the magic in the back end happens where, you know, the funny thing is there's no investors in there. Cause I, can, you know why? Yeah. Cause I, I, they're on the paper stack. I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? I know you. Yeah. I'm, hey, what are you right. doing here? One of those things like. But I do think that note investors in general, we, my wife and I, we have money in stocks and I'm not, I'm probably not as anti Wall Street as they are. And we have self-directed IRAs. They don't like anything where they're a little more extreme than I am with it. And that's the thing. I view it more as a tool, right? It's not my entire, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying they worship IBC or anything, but it, it's just a tool. And I, it's one of your three buckets, right? It's, it's your, one of your three buckets of finding. Exactly. exactly. And it's only part of one of those three buckets, really. And it doesn't have to be for notes. You can use it for, honestly, they use it for vacations and things that you would otherwise already spend money on. They, there's a Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash is the book that they always go back to. And he walks through case studies of why it's better to actually borrow from your, your life insurance policy as opposed to paying cash for something. And that's really in the weeds, but. I just think it's really misunderstood and I have nothing to gain by promoting it. But Dave Ramsey, for example, put out a recent video where a caller 
calls up and gives Dave 30 seconds of information on what should I do here? And he just bashes infinite banking. And the thing is he route, what's that? Yeah. He said, it's a scam. You saw that. Yeah. He said, it's a scam and it's, and he, but the thing is he rattles off all these falsehoods about it. And Dave's a super smart guy. <laughs> He's done a really good job at building his business and everything. But my point is people just bash it without even researching it. Look into it first. Maybe it's not for you. It does have some drawbacks. Everything does. So it's expensive at first, right? It is more expensive than term insurance and invest the difference. It, it's not perfect, but they have found that whole life policies are the best tool for infinite banking and infinite banking is really a larger concept. But I do find that in general, note investors tend to be, it's viewed as notes are not your traditional investment asset class. I think it makes sense that sort of the, like you said, Brett, that the IBC world might cross over into the note world and you got your Venn diagram with people like me, like people like me in the middle where we're doing both. So it makes sense. Sure. No, I had the one thing I really, I thought was important and interesting. This is that take it for what it's worth is that no one can ever take a life insurance policy away from you. If you were to ever get into like bankruptcy or foreclosure or someone sues you, the things that are untouchable based yeah. on law forever is life insurance yeah. and policies can never be touched. And life insurance policies in the whole life form keep are transferable. So after yeah. I pass away, I can transfer all that wealth that I've built up in the system for yeah. the entire long of the policy. And then right. I just transfer that via trust to my heirs, my daughters and my wife, and they can keep it and keep growing that, keeping the same system. So this is, yeah. that's where they called it the so, Rockefeller principles, where this is how they did the difference between Carnegie's and the Rockefeller's. Yeah. So, so one of the, the real quickly, right? oh, what, real quickly on that point, Brett, one of the, the key points that they talk about is that you can't, you don't know where your life's going to go exactly. So some of these plans, so I'll give you a real world example again. So my wife and I, we have some 529s for our two kids. We were feeding money into that early on and they've grown and that's great. But because of the pandemic, we actually just put my daughter into private school last week. And so we pulled out 10 grand from the 529 and that, that helps for sure. But if I'd been funding a whole life policy starting 15, 20 years ago, they don't ask any questions. I can take a loan out and I have the money within two to three days. There's no, it's completely up to me how I want to use that. So I could have been funding those policies instead of these 529s that have all these restrictions. And so I regret that, but live and learn, but. That it gives you options and it gives you flexibility because you really can do whatever you want with the money. Now, with that said, you've got to be disciplined. You can certainly get into trouble. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to, to make my first use of it was a, a car. I figured yeah. out, I was like, if I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to be paying financing to somebody. I'm going to be paying it to myself. So Rick thinks it's crazy right now. We're down to one car right now. And. We don't go anywhere. We don't go anywhere. Your wife yeah. doesn't work. My wife works. I have yeah. three kids. And I got a chauffeur to work right here. Yeah, <laughs> we, we live in the same neighborhood. Fred's constantly, hey, can I ride? <laughs> I'll give him some gas money with you. I think I paid for his lunch, I think once in 20, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good, Infinite. Let's talk like you're back, like you're no business. Is it just yeah. you or you and your wife invest together? Or are you both actively managing? What's going good on? Question. Yeah. yeah. So because my wife did have experience in the title business 
and she was, she saw me. initially it was just me. So we had, we're partners with the real estate stuff. And, but once we had that up and running, we've, we hired a property manager two years ago for our rentals and there's not much for us to do at this point with those, which is nice. But so with the note business, she saw me doing this on my own and she's like, all right, I can help you out. So for 2020, she was actually a, an employee of the company. We've since changed that and I fired my wife. No, not really. But so she's helped me tremendously this past year. Now I actually have a contractor who works part-time. His name's Stephen Berkey. He's in the Facebook group, by the Good Deeds Facebook group. And he's really good. He's a newer note investor. He tried to help me. He approached me in, I think, March, April of 2020 and said, let me know if I can help you with due diligence or just, he wanted to learn. And one thing I really appreciated was that he was trying to add value. The timing wasn't great then. He came back to me a few months later and it was perfect. My wife was spending a ton of time with my son because he's, she's essentially his teacher's aide all day long at this point because of the homeschooling, virtual schooling. And end of the day, I have one part-time contractor. We have a, we use Podio. It's a note software built on Podio, not just Podio itself. And, and so we're looking to grow for sure. We've been growing the last couple of years and yeah, we, I really feel like we've tightened up a lot of our processes and uh, we've been converting a lot of land contracts over to notes and sold a bunch of partials last year and just expanding from there. Great. What's your Podio program? Did you build it or did you have somebody build it or is No, I, I didn't have, I didn't. It's Portfolio Activity Center. So if people go to actually, you can message me. I can send you the more information, <laughs> uh, but is it Richards? Richard McGrew. So oh, he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We actually just, uh, just interviewed him on our podcast. It's not out yet, but he's great. And uh, so he built it and there's different levels. You can, there's a very inexpensive model with on the free Podio version. And then I recently upgraded both sides of it. So I upgraded the Podio subscription as well as my subscription with Richard. But uh, yeah, he's fantastic. I don't think he just doesn't advertise enough. He's very responsive and he knows the note business as well. It's not, he's not just a software guy. And I don't mean that to slam any software guys, but he knows both worlds. Which is key. Yeah. When you have something built for an industry by people in the industry, like Paperstack. So Mike's not in the industry, but Mike's a developer and I'm in the industry and TJ's in the industry and it helps it to where you can really, yeah. look, I know what we need. And right. so you get tend to get it right the first time out of yeah. the box. So we're working with him to automate some like doc prep processes and also using it as a CRM. Podio's, it's old. It's, some people think it's archaic. It's, they're not putting a ton of money into it, I don't think, to make it flashy, but it's reliable. So far, it does what we need it to do. And I don't need to spend 10 grand on infusion software. What's some other crazy, the mortgage office or some crazy program. Yeah, we went down that road. So. Well, we're coming up on time, Brett. What else? Yeah. What closing comments you have? Nothing. Just any uh, questions? Favorite book? Number one book yeah. you'd recommend to people? My, I'll say a recently read favorite book is Who Not How, Dan Kennedy. And I honestly, I forget the co-author's name, but he's a business coach. I'm personally trying to focus more on small business and trying to, the notes are great and that's our bread and butter, but I want to try to work more on my business. So that's a great book because you're, it teaches you to 
immediately think who, who can do this and not in a, you just need to get out of the weeds or you're never going to scale. So you need to find people where it's a win-win and you can help them meet their goals and they can help you as well. So that's what I'm focused on. That was a really good read. Love it. Love it. Anything yes. else? No, that was it, but I'm going to research that book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good it's stuff, good man. Lay, we appreciate it. People can find you labradorlending.com. Labradorlending.com. Yep. I've got a lot of free education and blog stuff on there. So please check it out. Feel free to schedule a call with me if anybody wants to talk. And then the Good Deeds Note Investing Podcast, Chris Seventy and I co-host that. He started it a while back and we, I really enjoy that. It's a lot of fun. So if anybody wants to check that out, feel free. Awesome, man. We appreciate it. I'm glad we could finally connect. As always, we love having you on the platform. Such a champion for us. And it's a great platform. I've been on both sides, buying and selling. And it's, I really like it. So love what you guys are doing. Thanks. Oh, Thanks. I appreciate it. I have a good one and make the 21, 2021. Kill it, man. Make it great. Sounds Sorry. great. You too. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me.